Christopher Jones. I'm the director of the Center for Substance Abuse Prevention at the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. What inspired you to get into the medical field? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I worked in a pharmacy when I was in high school and kind of always thought I wanted to go to medical school and then got into undergrad and was uh, focused on biology and um, continued to work in the pharmacy field and felt like that was a good place uh, for me. Um, and so ended up going to pharmacy school and connected with people who are working in government. And I thought, well, working in public health and government also seems like a way to give back, to be uh, you know, contributing to public service and the greater good. Um, and uh, have been doing that for about 15 years. I started at CDC, but have worked um, at the Food and Drug Administration, at the Department of Health and Human Services, as well as at SAMHSA. Um, and really 13 or 14 years ago, um, I got into the world of substance use and mental health, uh, first at my time at FDA and then was working at the White House. Uh, and it was really for me just a sweet spot. Um, I love the work of substance use prevention, thinking that we have an opportunity to improve the lives of children and families, impacting future generations and reducing some of the most consequential health consequences for younger generations for young adults. Uh, when you think about 110,000 overdose deaths, the opportunity to be able to work to get ahead of that, to mm -hmm. reduce that devastation that's happening across communities. It, when I landed in that work, it just felt right for me. And it's also an intersection of my personal story as a person in long-term recovery. I went into treatment when I was in my first year of pharmacy school and have been in recovery since. And so it was also a way to give back based on my own lived experience. Um, but it's not hard to get up every day and think about the important work that we have to do for the American people and the impact that we can have on communities across the country. And you said it was kind of your sweet spot, but how is it, you know, focusing on substance abuse issues and mental health? Well, I mean, we certainly see that these two issues are linked, uh, although you know, I think historically they've been viewed viewed as somewhat separate issues or from a policy perspective, you've had, you know, mental health services and treatment and substance use services and treatment. But when you actually look at the data, in particular among young people, you see that mental health and substance use are intimately linked. Um, we see that people who have underlying mental health challenges have higher rates of substance use regardless of how you look at it, with alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, illicit drugs, misuse of prescription drugs, there are higher rates there. So that population is at greater risk for substance use and substance use disorders, substance use related harms like overdose. But we also see that it's not a one-way street. It also works in reverse, that individuals who are using substances may develop depression or anxiety associated with their substance use. The beauty of prevention is that we take a step back and say, what's driving both of these issues, especially among young people, and how do we get ahead of those issues by looking at how are we setting kids up for success? How are we setting parents up for success? How do we think about the conditions that are playing out in a home, in a school, in a community that can help instill resilience 
problem solving, life skills that can help parents feel that they can navigate across their lifespan of their kids, how to have those tough conversations, how to set boundaries. And that's what I love is that that is really the upstream side of our work. If you're concerned about mental health, if you're concerned about substance use, prevention is really that roadmap for addressing those issues in the long run. And with substance abuse, it doesn't just affect the person uh, taking the drugs, it affects the, the families. So how important is it to have a support system for the families? Yeah, I think that is, you know, part of our work at SAMHSA is really trying to look at that family dynamic or even really the community dynamic, because the the consequences of substance use don't stop at the home, right? They play out in other areas in people's lives, in the workplace, in, you know, the community, in schools. But having that support system for families to, to navigate, how do we talk about this in a way that's appropriate for a teenager or a way that's appropriate for a young adult, you know, that's getting ready to go to college or even earlier with elementary school kids. And we do provide a variety of resources at SAMHSA as part of our Talk They Hear You campaign that provide fact sheets, videos, public service announcements, other tools to help parents feel comfortable in having those conversations, recognizing that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. I have a 10-year-old and how I might talk to her about these issues as she's emerging into little teenage years is different than how I might talk to a 17 or 18 year old. But I didn't have the magic parenting classes for how to do that. You know, so parents need resources and that's important. I think we really can't um, underscore enough the important value of parents talking to their kids or other positive adult role models talking to kids, helping kids feel like they're not alone, that someone cares for them, that they are important and they have a future ahead of them. That is a really important part of the prevention toolkit, but we wanna make sure that those parents and those other adults are equipped with the tools and resources they need to have that conversation in a productive way. And when I was doing my research, I saw a lot of the info uh, graphs and uh, words of encouragement uh, your organization does on social media. How important is it to have a positive aspect for people? I think it's really critical. I mean, there's certainly plenty of negativity uh, floating around in media and social media. And so there is an opportunity to counter that with some positive messaging. I mean, the reality for young people in particular, based on CDC uh, youth risk behavior survey data that came out a couple of months ago, 42% of high school students feel persistently sad or hopeless. 20% thought about suicide, one in 10 attempted suicide. We've seen overdose deaths among young people going up. There is a need for people to feel like they have a future, that there is support for them. Um, and so the social media work, not only is it a way to provide some positive messages, encouragement, reminding people that they're not alone, that resources are available, but it's also a way to get accurate information out and connect people with tools and resources that can help further those conversations. I don't think the social media messages solve the problem in isolation, but they are a part of the solution and having a positive framing on that is particularly important. 
for you, what are some of the things that motivate you? Well, for me on the prevention side in particular, what motivates me the most is that we know it works. We have seen that if you take a comprehensive approach to addressing prevention in a community, you can drive down substance use. You can improve mental health and well-being in a community. And there are multiple studies over the last several decades that have come out that have documented this very well. Uh, so it motivates me that we have science on our side when we're talking about prevention. I think the other part that motivates me is that in many communities, we have an opportunity to really implement that science in communities. And so there is no doubt work that needs to be done. And we need to continue to understand how the science is changing as substance use patterns change, as the illicit drug market changes. We're definitely in a unique period where using drugs, whether it's the first time you've ever used a drug or somebody who's been using drugs for many years is riskier than it's ever been. We have very toxic substances in the illicit drug market often masquerading as what people think are prescription pills, but in fact, they're counterfeit pills that are laced with toxic levels of fentanyl. And so you may get something from your friend and you haven't been using substances, this may be the first time, and it can in fact be something that could kill you. And so I think that's the other part that's motivating is that there is a sense of urgency that we all need to be working together, using the science that we know works, continuing to innovate on how do we adapt that science to different communities, to different contexts, and continue to be nimble as the substance use landscape changes. Can you tell me about some of the initiatives you do work on for communities as well as policy? Sure, so from the community standpoint, as I mentioned, the Talk They Hear You is a part of a national media campaign that has resources, and those are freely available to anybody who's working in this space or interested, whether you're working as a community coalition or just as a parent or a teacher or caregiver, uh, if you're interested, those resources are available. And they are sort of foundational pieces to the toolkit uh, that individuals can use. We also fund um, states, communities, tribes under our Strategic Prevention Framework Partnerships for Success Program, which is really a core investment for prevention in communities. And under that work, we basically help states, communities, or tribes go through a process uh, of understanding what are the substance use patterns and risk in your community, who is impacted, what are you already doing, what do you need to be doing, and then assessing, are you making a difference? And we call that the st strategic prevention framework, but it's sort of a roadmap for how communities can assess what they're doing. So we provide funding to communities to do this work, to implement programs and policies and practices um, that are effective for preventing youth substance use. Um, so that's a big part of our programmatic investment. We also have investments that focus specifically on underage drinking uh, that we provide funding to community coalitions. And then we have a portfolio of work that's really focused on overdose prevention and helping expand access to naloxone, uh, fentanyl test strips to address some of those urgent issues around overdose that communities are facing. From a policy standpoint, I mean, part of our work at SAMHSA is to help communities understand what works. Um, and sometimes people think of prevention and they say, oh, it's, it's a program that we do in middle school. That's what prevention is. Well, really not at all. I mean, that may be a component 
of what you do. But prevention is really much broader, looking at the policies that exist in communities. So that could be things like alcohol distribution or alcohol outlet density. We know that uh, in communities where there's disinvestment, there are higher volume of alcohol stores, drinking tends to be higher in those areas. So from a policy standpoint, there's evidence-based that if you modify that through policy and you have limits on density of alcohol outlets, you can drive down alcohol use. Um, but you can also think broader about economic policies. How are we supporting families to make ends meet? How are we looking at housing stability, transportation, other what we call social determinants of health um, to reduce those stressors that play out in homes, which we know can contribute to substance use risk. So really we think about the policy and program piece at the individual level, at the family relationship level, at the community level, and at the society level. Um, and you really have to look at those four areas because they all relate to each other um, as far as substance use risk and protective factors. Have you seen in the past couple of years, people talk more about uh, substance abuse uh, prevention? Absolutely. I think, you know, part of that is just the, the recognition that this is not happening on the margins of society, that this is really playing out in communities across the country. Uh, often when I'm giving a presentation, I present uh, county level drug overdose death rates over time. And you can see that, you know, a decade ago, there were certain pockets of the country like Appalachian areas, some in the Southwest who were definitely having high rates of overdose. But then you fast forward 10 years and those areas still very heavily impacted, but the map of the US is colored in. Everybody else has also experienced these challenges. And I think that it's a good thing that we're talking about it. For so many years, substance use was highly stigmatized. It's not something that you talked about openly and people didn't get help because there was shame, there was stigma, there was fear of what would happen if you came forward asking for help. And so having those conversations, talking about it more provides an opportunity to provide accurate information to combat stigma and to dialogue about effective solutions. So I think it's really important that we're talking about it, but we also wanna make sure that we're talking about it in non-stigmatizing ways and that we are advancing a productive conversation to help solve those challenges that are playing out in communities. How can people reach out and learn more? Uh, well, certainly the SAMHSA website is um, a resource that has lots of information about prevention, treatment, recovery, harm reduction, uh, the Talk They Hear You campaign, you can Google that. That has lots of resources uh, that are available, and you can look for the prevention um, components on our SAMHSA website, um, and certainly can reach out to our folks uh, in the Center for Substance Abuse Prevention at SAMHSA. We're always happy to engage with folks in communities who are trying to learn more about this, uh, and you can find that information on our website. 